Welcome to Changing Your Dreams, Parenting a Child with Special Needs, a podcast where we shine a light on the unique grief of special needs parents that few people recognize and no one really talks about. I'm your host, Laura Kitts. How do we live a beautiful life with chronic stress and grief? How do we nurture ourselves while we nurture our children? How do we make ourselves a priority when they need so much? My guests and I will discuss this chronic, ever-renewing grief, transforming your dreams, and how to take care of yourself along the way when parenting a differently abled child. Today's episode is an intuitive connection reading for Nikki Joshi about her daughter, Ariana. Nikki struggles with three-year-old Ariana's intense personality and behaviors that trigger her own tendencies toward overwhelm as a highly sensitive person, or HSP. She's tried doctors and parenting coaches with no help. She came to me to seek support from Ariana's spirit guides to better understand her daughter and to get answers to her questions about behaviors, sensory interventions, and more. Spirit sends me messages through images called clairvoyance, hearing things in my head called clairaudience, and by just knowing things, which is claircognizance. This episode begins after I have called in the spirit guides for me, Nikki, and Ariana and asked them for clear messages that will help Nikki better parent Ariana in the way that is best for her. Let's get to it. about her let's just have a conversation um you know how old is she tell me what what she likes who she is what makes her her Hmm. she is intense in many ways like she has intense like energy like so energetic um intense in her emotions intense in her like expression and so when I say all this it's like she can be very loud like it sort of like seared in my brain like day two how much she cried and screeched and none of us slept for I think a few days after that and so there's that intensity and I also see this intense even in when she laughs and she has fun so there is intensity even in that emotional expression um and I get this feeling just being around her now for the last couple of years like like she experiences these emotions to a point like I don't feel like she knows how to handle it Mm -hmm. and I have not found a way that is most helpful for her to be able to just like hold space and let her ride the wave and maybe she's little and it gets better with time but how old is she she will turn four very soon okay and um yeah, she's very playful and mischievous and like loves to pull pranks and other things she's learned from dad. She's definitely got this like play energy, like her way of connecting with anyone is play, just play all the time, morning, afternoon, evening, night. It's like her la- love language mm-hmm. is that. Um, she's very um, quick to pick things up to the point that I think she can bore herself very easily and so she doesn't stay engaged and again I don't know if this is again related to 
how her emotions and her senses are, but like she will not stay engaged for a while unless it's very sensory play, like Play-Doh and sand and textures, um, rare moments of her building something. Yes, it does happen, but mm-hmm. I have had this like vision of let's aim for independent play. I've ra- rarely experienced that. Mm-hmm. She always wants someone around her it's almost to keep her safe and engaged. Does so, she enjoy like rough play with her? Yeah, with dad, especially. Mm-hmm. Sometimes with me. It's not my favorite thing. So, <laughs> yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, very physical. Like, I think she learns and processes information through her hands and doing okay. and experiencing. Um, she does read. Uh, with us she likes to hear stories but I feel like it's more this tactile Mm -hmm. so where are where tell me about the challenges when do they come how do they come what do they look like and and what's your concerns so I think one is like first thing in the morning you almost don't know which side of the bed she's (laughs) and some mornings can be really smooth and it's not just like she doesn't have an like even if I give her the heads up like here's what's going to happen next and next as much as I give her it's just someday she's like I'm on on edge and like the smallest thing will set her off but it even happened this morning and I'm like it's okay let's make this fun let's make this like this it's okay like um not in this like denying her emotion way I just remember she was on the bathroom floor complaining about something <laughs> and that's all I can remember right now um and I was like, how about we, and I give her options, like, how about we do this instead? Is that more, or how about if we do this, we're getting to do that soon. So like, I'm trying to frame things for her, but there's always this on edge feeling I am experiencing. And I can, it's because I can already sense the tears that are about to come and there'll be a meltdown. And then when she's in her intensest cry, meltdown, otherwise even some whining, um it's so intense that I emotionally tend to disconnect it takes a lot of effort and energy for me to like sort of stay there and hold space my first reaction is like run away like I'm sure half of my body is gone (laughs) my a lot of me is gone um because it's just so much intensity for me and that's because you're an HSP and an empath yeah and I think she very much is and probably even more so HSP like too yeah. yeah, but but you want to run away because of you. Yes, totally. It's not her. It's me. Um, and so the moral. So there's two issues to really figure how to have to figure out yeah. how to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, which the more that I have done my inner work and stayed clear, and I am more grounded, the more I know I can hold space for her and like. Okay, even if I run away for three seconds and like take a breath and come back, I can be there. And, and that's perfect. You, that's exactly what you should do. You know, if 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 you're in, if it is so triggering immediately to send you to fight or flight, to flee. I mean, you're you're yes. fleeing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes. The, then you're in survival mode. And your nervous system is so heightened that you can't deal yeah. with it. And so if you have to remove yourself and the more, and because you're so in tune, 
you said, even if it's for three seconds, like if it only takes you three seconds, that's really amazing. And so on a good day, yes. On other days, it's like bring done. husband in and like, I cannot handle this. Yeah, yeah. And that is, and that's what you have to do because otherwise we just snap into, uh, you know, anger and frustration and places where we don't want to be. Yeah. Which I have definitely done on this journey. Because we are in human bodies, unfortunately. (laughs) Totally. I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for her, she's definitely a sensory seeker. Mm. And so, um, you know, that's a form of a sensory processing, you know, issue. Yeah. And that she craves um, that input um, tactilely and physically. Mm. And so um, I rec- what I saw about the waking up on the wrong side, but like you just never know what you're going to get and you're on yeah. eggshells. I saw... Um, a picture of this, these, and, and, and I've not had them for my daughter, either of my daughters, um, but they're quite common. And I see online, like lots of parents showing mm. their kids have them and they're called, I think they're called compression sheets. Oh yeah. The top sheet, like wraps real tight over you. Mm. Um, because I, I don't feel like a weighted, like weighted, weighted blanket. Me and too. And then they they showed me these instead. Hmm. So for some reason, I feel like the weighted blanket isn't right. And that that you should try these sheets first and see how they go. I don't know if the blanket will just be too heavy. Is she really petite? She's petite. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I saw, I saw that. I felt that I think the blanket would just be too heavy. That, okay, that can be for later, but I can try the compression sheet. Mm-hmm. That feels right. Because they give that deep pressure and that's what she needs. And so if she has that overnight, mm. her body will feel better when she wakes up in the morning. So she's, and so what it does is it, it so the sensory processing issues, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a processing in your brain that just isn't quite the same as everybody else, right? Right. And so you just need interventions in order to organize hmm. that brain in a way that everybody else just does it without that intervention. Yeah. And so it helps her organize her brain. Therefore, everything fires better going down to her body, making it feel mm. better. Okay. Does that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah. And it okay. reminded me because we did like what you do to swaddle like a baby like that was yes. the only way we got through yes infancy um did you swaddle her for like a really long time yeah, yeah. I had to do that with with my two who have sensory issues too okay where can you learn more about this because this is something I've I kind can of you resources okay that would be great because I have not I don't think the word like this is a sensory thing has really hit me till lately. And Mm. I like that there's a very practical step that can be done around it. And it's not something that requires a lot of time, effort. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely, I mean, it's so common now um, because it is hand in hand with autism. Now, let me caveat that. Let me, as soon as that was coming out of my mouth, I'm like, don't freak around. I'm like, no, 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 that's okay. I just 
whatever yeah. we're all neurodivergent in our own way so you can have sensory processing issues only yeah and we all have sensory issues to a degree like we mm. all process sensory information you know yeah. all the time and so we all have issues of some way shape or form like I have major texture issues with food mm. my best friend didn't brush her hair till she was like 30 because it, she's so sensitive like she mm. literally just walked around with knots in her hair it was ridiculous we used to make fun of her all the time um but she didn't start like really brushing her hair till she was in her 30s because she's so sensitive Mm. So, you know, and that's a sensory issue, right? And some people are funny about um, tags in their shirts or the way their socks yeah. go on or, you know, so we all have these little things that are just kind of quirky, right? And I have to have my covers just so on the bed. <laughs> Those yes. are sensory things. Um, now, yeah. you know, and so there's a range, right? There's a scale of these things. And so, um but it's become so much more prevalent, understood and mainstream with being yeah. able to find things like weighted blankets at every store now yeah. um, because of the high rate of autism yeah. and those, you know, and it being such a, a huge, you know, thing that, so, so being able to have things right in your home now that you can do easily um, is a piece of cake now. Yeah. And so now, I mean, I'll give you other strategies too. Other, I mean, but you've already, you're doing like the sand and the Play-Doh and those things, definitely water tables, um, beans, yeah. if you've ever put rice or beans in a big, like in a water yes. table, you know, do that. Um, I or even can do more. It has taken me a while. Like she is, you mm -hmm. can put them in like a big tote, fill it with like beans, not all the way up, obviously, but, um, and they'll just get all the way in because it feels so good. Like they know what they need kids will just climb all in, you know, if, because huh. of, she'll get, she, you know, things like, um, they have ball pits, little ball pits available now, or you can even buy those balls and put them in a pack and play something like mm. that, where she can get in, you know, so you can create so many things at home now that are therapeutic interventions yeah. um, and just do at home for free and see how it goes. Now, um, we can stay in communication about it too, and see, you know, kind of you're you're going to want to kind of track some data right to really yeah exactly watch. you I had the same thought like what am I tracking what I've... changes you see when you hmm. try especially the you know the sheet you know try one thing at a time and, and I would say the sheets first to see if that makes a difference in how she starts her day now we all have bad days yeah and you know this blanket isn't magic <laughs> so you know don't throw it away if she wakes up crabby once yeah <laughs> Yes. But, um, yes. you know, it, these things take time and you're, and you're trying to rewire the brain too. Right. So it takes some time, but, you know, just watching and keep track and observe and, um, you know, see what makes a difference mm. and, um, and the rough play, like we would pillow fight our daughter all the time because she's a major sensory seeker needs lots and lots of input as well. And mm. also, try to do a little bit of testing to see if there are some kinds of touch that she doesn't like. Yeah. A lot of times light touch, like we might think, oh, I'm just being so sweet and rubbing your head, you know, rubbing your back, like nice. Like, and it might be, feel painful or, mm. or uncomfortable or yucky, you know, mm -hmm, um, to okay. some degree. 
So okay. there All might, right. you know, that's a piece of it that could be a factor too, that could, and with her being so little, now she's getting older now that she's four, but obviously this didn't just start yesterday. So yeah, I know at least now that she's more verbal happened. and I can start to clearly like get more input. For example, sometime this week we tried on a dress and then she's like, no, like it's not comfy. She just yeah. like wasn't having the texture. Yeah. It really hit me. I'm like, okay, wow. The texture of this is not hardly different from yeah. the rest of your clothing, but it's different enough that you have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who knows, it could have been just a seam, you know, one of the, the way it was sewn, maybe, you know, might not have been. No, this one thing. was a little different. It's like a jersey kind of textured inside. It takes a lot of patience, mama. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, uh, I feel like I'm slowly like shedding all the like layers of armor I've built up I think you've also used that expression in your podcast like yeah just I'm learning to be okay my nervous system can be okay yeah it's only it's getting there one step at a time and I think that um understanding what it is about her and how her brain is processing yeah so much it helps you not be so irritated with it (laughs) so frustrated. Yeah. I just want to pause the conversation for a minute. If you sometimes find yourself feeling at a loss for what to do, anxious or depressed thinking about the future, or grief about what your family or child is missing out on, I've walked in your shoes and I can help. Using my gifts as an intuitive, energetic healer and psychic, I help you get clarity on your parenting questions so that you can all live your best lives. I have a personalized solution for you to unlock what your heart needs to know. My unique gifts get parents answers to lingering questions, provide clarity on your path forward, create a deeper parent-child connection, and reassure you that you are not alone on this journey. If you would like a 45-minute private online intuitive connection session with me to uncover answers to your deepest questions about your child, sign up for a child inquiry session on my website, larakits.com. Now back to our interview. This is, I mean, unfortunately I've been in this place, like people talk about having more kids. I am just kind of like recovering from trauma here and I'm like, it's beyond me And that's because you are so sensitive yourself. Yeah, yeah. Which I started in the right place, I think, which is to start with me. And now that Mm -hmm. I have cleared so much, I'm more ready to receive, like even hearing you. I think I've had some intuition around the sensory stuff. Like I have a sensory swing hanging here too. Perfect. And it's like, okay, I think this will help. So let's try it. Um, yes. But I haven't yes. tried this like sheet to this, like it resonates. I'm like, oh yeah, sheet, let's try that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to wrap her up like a burrito in a big, in a sheet or a big blanket, you know, just for fun when you're playing in the living room, let's do burrito baby, you know, and roll her up tight in there and swing her back and forth. You know, these are kind of rough plays that is more a little mama friendly. And yeah, I was just thinking. The wrestling and, you know, all that either, right? Where the, yeah piggybacking and horse yeah, rides no, it's, 
my knees are breaking and all that. But, you know, these are more fun things that you can do to participate and give her what she needs in that way too, so that she's having that bonding and that, because that makes her body feel good. Yeah. So it's coming from mama as well as daddy. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yes. I needed that because I think what's happened over time is Like if I'm being honest, it was like, I can't handle this to the point that it's hard for me to slow down and be present and play with her. Cause it's like, I may need to fly, like run from the tiger kind of feeling again, mm -hmm. versus my husband can be more present cause he can handle the physicality or whatever, even if it's the screaming, crying more than I could. Mm -hmm. So yeah, giving me ideas for how to, <laughs> when you said the roll and the blanket I'm like oh yeah she has done this probably in the last couple of months she'll take a blanket and roll herself in it I just didn't see, see they know what they need yeah they know what they need <laughs> which the thing has been we haven't found a blanket downstairs for a week but we should bring it back. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> nice okay so think, you know so in thinking of it that way and understanding that her system is just wired a little bit differently and, you know, and so it's what her brain needs to be organized, which makes her body feel good, which makes her relax because yeah. she's not, you know, when you're on eggshells because of her, it's because she's already on eggshells herself Yeah, because of herself, you know, yeah. and so just waking up in the morning, feeling like you can't handle being inside your own body. Yeah. That doesn't feel good, mm -hmm. you know? And so how does that come out of a three-year-old in a meltdown yeah. and in a bad mood? And yeah. Yeah. And so understanding mm. where it's coming from helps you be okay. able to take a deep breath and just love her for where she's at. And mm. let's do some immediate um, bear hugs, mm. you know, um, the, just that deep pressure, just hug her uh. super tight. And, you know, and then you can use that time to tell her a story or, you mm. know, that's when maybe that's when she can sit and listen to a book because she's being held really tight. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, those things. And so if she wakes up that way, you, you know, think ahead of time, think what are, you know, three or four good strategies that could be done first thing in the morning that she might be open to even be. You know, or is food a big thing? Because sometimes food can really kind of mess with the body in that way. It, does she get hangry? Um, sometimes it's more sleepy, angry is really the thing I struggle the most with where she knows she, well, she probably senses she's tired and getting to a point of overtired. But then she's like, I think she wants the physics, like the sensory input. So she keeps saying play, play, play mm -hmm. without having the words to say, I need a hug or I need this right. um, is what so I So in those moments, that's when you can replace it with let's do bear hugs and read a mm. book. And just maybe, you know, do you have books about bears? Like start with that, like make Probably. a bear thing, you know, like it's bear time. And maybe right before bed is bear time mm. because you do bear hugs and you read and, you know, hopefully I'll, hopefully you can switch to different books that aren't about bears or what, but you know what I mean? No, like, I think that'll be okay. As a teddy bear, then she can squeeze her teddy bear tight while you're squeezing her tight. 
And I know, like that. Yeah. We do have a big teddy bear. Calms so. her nervous system down. Okay. So that she will relax her sleep because when their system is so elevated, they can't relax their body to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I can, I'm also able to reasonably neutrally observe what's been happening in that because I've seen the extra elevated emotion. Um, like it's my sort of survival mode was to disconnect and it's like I'm already like keeping this shield and so I've probably over time been like not as many hugs and not as much holding which is exactly what she needs but all she's saying is like play 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 and I'm like but your body was in survival mode too you were yeah. like get me the hell out of here yeah I can't handle it and that's okay like don't there's, yeah, no that. Guilt in that. There's no guilt in that at all. You had to take care of your own mm -hmm. survival. And so that's okay. And so it's just a process. You know, we're, yeah. not born, we're not born understanding everything about everybody. And then you never know which human's going to come out of your body and <laughs> what you're going to have. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> how, how would we know? Like, you don't know like every yeah. personality in the world in order to decide how to parent the one that shoots out of us yeah just, yeah totally totally so be, we have to be fair to ourselves yes um, yes no it, like this is a very empowering conversation to have because now i have the language like the understand like a framework even a label it's okay to help me like find more resources or like oh that's what's going on okay and it gives me even common language with my husband, because my husband approaches it from a less, I wouldn't want to say like less empathetic, but he doesn't even get where this could, I'm just like, all right, I see this is some HST empath tendencies in her, but she can't seem to handle it. So I didn't know where, like how to even approach it. Um, and like in a typical masculine way, like he, like we need to fix this somehow. That's like the mentality he brings right. without even realizing that may not be helpful in the situation. Right. So this helps me even go and have the conversation with him so much. Huh. Yeah. And then I also would recommend the book um, or just information online about a highly sensitive child. Mm, okay. And um. I'm also thinking to, this makes sense from a, all right, sleep to morning time when she is, and then also, of course, like bedtime and the hugs and the play. I'm also thinking about, like, I can see, like, she's on the edge teetering over into meltdown stage. What's the best intervention in that moment to help her? Is it the hug? Is it the... So this is what you'll just have to try. And so this is, so what you'll, what we'll be creating is called a sensory diet. And so think about, you know, think about your diet and needing to eat every day, right? Yeah. And you have to have certain nu nutrients and different, you know, varieties of food every day in order to feed your system and to keep your body healthy and moving. And so, so she needs a sensory diet because she's a sensory seeker in order to help her body stay healthy yeah. and alignment. she needs these sensory interventions every day just like food mm -hmm. and so every kid's different and and every day with every kid's different what worked yesterday might not work today okay. so you got to kind of have a bag of tricks basically true, true, true. and so you know I I encourage you what what we can do is you can write a list I want you to write a list 
okay. of all the different things that you already know you're doing. Like you already said, we got a swing in the house and she loves Play-Doh and she loves sand. All those things you're already doing because you already knew she needed these sensory things, right? So write down all those things and then any other ideas that we've come up with, like the sheet and the bear hugs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then and then sit there and think about what other things are sensory things, you know, and and that might yeah. be fun like what, maybe one of those big exercise balls and she sits on it and you bounce her up and down or they even have little ones for little kids with little handles where they can jump because oh, it's a smaller yeah. ball and they can sit on it and it has a little handle um and yeah. that would be they are perfect for her for her size and her age actually because I had one from when my daughter was little like that oh okay so I that might be a that. good thing to get because then she can bounce herself around the house and she's given herself that input that she mm, needs to yeah. rely on you and daddy to give it to her okay um and so creating you know thinking of that too like what could she do herself when she needs it right um, right and so because then she'll be more likely to go go get those things and play with right. them when she's feeling that way, you know, after a while, after she figures it out. But she's really smart. It's not going to take her long. She's yeah. Gonna, she's going to figure it out pretty quickly that that feels really good. I like that and I want more of that. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, I think she gets it. She naturally gravitates to it. I think I've been the... <laughs> the person who's like I don't think you can handle the mess so I'm like you okay try, I, I know I was like we ha we need everything to be orderly and in control because else our nervous systems yeah yeah which makes us anxious yeah I told me after a year of having this intention very recently I did give her a tray of beans which I was like oh I would have trashed it I might as well give it and she climbed into it just like you said which I wasn't even expecting I'm like oh she asked me to help her remove her clothes and then she got into the thing and yes. she was like she knows yes. what she needs. Like and I said. didn't say that earlier that they'll strip their clothes off and get in, but that was the vision I had in my head. <laughs> yeah, because you're perfect. you're seeing everything. The blanket, the bin. Uh -huh. <laughs> the ball is interesting. Okay, I'm gonna look into that. Um, because I'm just thinking of key points in my day and where do I feel the stress? Right. Coming. No, that's perfect. That's amazing. Yeah. And you're it's so like, on it. This is the moments which is I can see it about to happen and can happen sometimes first thing in the day. Um, what, I guess I have two different questions. One would be around, let's see which one's coming up first. Like she's already in the midst of a whole meltdown. Like we tried, we didn't try anything. Someone else was around, she's already crying. And she's already in this place where she can't comprehend or understand or we can't rationalize anything with her. So just like give her the space to cry it out and then offer a hug when she's ready. Because usually she's yeah. otherwise just like a Once puddle on the floor. Once the meltdown is triggered, you just got to write it out. Yeah. There's usually nothing you can do about it. You just have to hold space, make sure she's safe. Yeah. And, um, and, and try to just find that inner zen. <laughs> yeah. Just really, I mean, that's when you literally, you like close your eyes and you're taking deep breaths and you're yes. roots out of your feet and you're doing everything that you <laughs> need to do yes. to be able to just hold that space for her. Right. Um, yeah. Now, I think it happened often. You get into this, these strategies and seeing what works when 
then you'll be able when you when you feel the energy shift for before mm. meltdown starting to come, you can sense it. You know when it's coming. Oh yeah. Um, you know, then there's a short window right there where you might be able to save it and turn it around. That's true. By one of these few things, and that's just sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, which I'm okay with. So I guess, is there any language reference that I can give my husband? And maybe he has to be on his own journey on this as much as I can help him um, to have that. Because he's definitely grown from, I think his anger and his stuff is getting triggered in the moment. Especially, I think the meltdowns nowadays happen more often in like almost this, if you'd call it, sign of disobedience. Like we set a certain boundary. We said, you need to bring your own stuff indoors from the car, whatever. She's like, no, I don't feel like it. And maybe there is like, really, she is tired, but she's unable to express. But the way it comes out is like, she's not being helpful. She's not listening. We need to encourage her to do it. And then there is like this moment and crash <laughs> between dad and her, or even me and her for that matter also happens. Mm -hmm. So it's just trickier in this moment where I'm trying to hold a boundary and then, okay, I'm creating a very ripe environment for the meltdown to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's just parenting. <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with her sensory issues. <laughs> okay. That's cool. just a three-year-old really. Yeah. Like the only relief I can create easily, but I think I really need to embrace all things sensory in like an even more, okay, this is it. We are bear hugging everything, <laughs> all of it. Because the only break I then can get is like, all right, screen time. And like, I can like breathe, which will still always embrace some of it. But I also want to help her with what her real need is because she can't express and this really lands and resonates in that way. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah, I mean, I resonated so much with this. Like I used to struggle to take her out as a little kid and it just isolated me so much as a mother and kind of drove me crazy for a while. Um, yeah. And, I think, and you know, I can only imagine because she's your only kid, right? She's my only kid. Okay. Yeah, she's there. So yeah. being the first, then, you know, how, how the feelings that that brings up in you as not being good enough, not doing this right. Thank you. That Like even... So many things were helpful to hear. Like, I am not crazy for having, like, I know this from an observer standpoint and doing my connecting as best as I can, but hearing it really helps because there's a part of me that's still not completely let go of that story. It's still very fresh and real. I'm still probably moving energy through me on that. And yeah, it's like, I think I went in with a very different expectation. Like even now, I think there's a very strong part of me, like parenting should flow and parenting should be easy. I don't know why I still have that. And it's probably, I don't think this is some misguided belief. Maybe there is some of it, but there is something that in the future, I feel like it will be there, but I am sort of in the now, I need to be with the now to get to that future. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. and and. And you're exactly right. And let me be hope for you. Like I said, like yeah. Remy was my hardest little child after two really hard little children. <laughs> um, and and now, I mean, I can't say that she's my favorite, but 
might be my favorite. Hey, I understand. I understand. She's so easy. She's so easy. Um, but she didn't have the sensory, you know, she didn't have that. And she, she had other things. So, I mean, she had other things that we worked through. Now, what I was going to say earlier too, um, two things, one on the sensory diet, I want to make sure I finish that thought and is that it just becomes this big master list of things that you yeah. try over time and see what resonates and what doesn't. And, and remember that one day it might work and one day it might not. And that's totally normal, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, it makes but sense. you've got these things that you can cycle through. Yeah. Because who wants to eat the exact same thing every day? Right. Right? You have a menu that you cycle through. And so th that's what this is. Okay? So if you think yeah. of it that way and like the whole food analogy, then it makes perfect sense. And you know that you got to rotate stuff. You got to try different things for breakfast and different things for lunch and different things for dinner. And um, maybe yeah. today you need a snack and you didn't need one yesterday. And, you know, yes. it's it's really like that. I like this analogy because we've been also trying to figure her figure out her picky eating, which I'm sure is also partly sensory driven for sure. Yeah, which is also my third kiddo and also me. Huh. I am very picky. Oh, that's true. Actually, I am too. I was a pretty picky eater so I was like karma okay here you go thank you yeah. but I I hear you from a sensory perspective right a lot of it is sensory and so um and the other thing that I was going to tell you comes yeah. to mind again with this is that if there is even one area like maybe the food thing you just you just can't make any progress on your own because that's really hard um or you know maybe it's bedtime still doesn't get better even though you're trying these things or whatever you know what I mean right like maybe there's an area or two that you just can't figure out on your own you might consider taking her to an occupational therapist at some point because mm -hmm. that's what they're that's what they do okay I mean, there's kind of two routes that OTs go um one would be like a hand therapist who you know someone who has surgery on their hand they help mm -hmm. them Okay, so we don't need that kind of OT. We yeah. want a pediatric OT right. who, okay. who's working with kids with sensory processing disorder all the every day. You might you might need just some guidance, some help, mm. some support, yeah. some you know. Okay, you know what? This this this, um, and then you're good to go. Kind right. of, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Don't don't be intimidated or scared about. Yeah, no. Therapy, you know. No, 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 not at all. I'm very open to it. It's just no one's given me a clear enough, okay, here's the path to go on to help you. Mm -hmm. I just felt like, all right, I've gone to a sleep coach and a parenting mm -hmm. coach and a, like what you would say as a generalized solution, which I think the thing also, um, I don't know how much I had described earlier because wrapped with all of this, she has and now I know her human design also well enough, like it resonates and makes sense to me where unlike me and my husband, like she has a defined root center. And so she does not take in any pressure from the outside. Like her willpower can move Mount Everest. It's that kind of willpower that she has. Yeah. Like if she wants something, she will insist, she will whine, she will cry. Like she can, she will test out all spectrum acting, whatever she needs to do. Oh. <laughs> and like she'll move mountains she will like figure out if she can carry something she'll do it she'll remember it the next day if we distracted her or negotiated something it's 
Yes, yeah. <laughs> and so that willpower just add, that's why I described it as intense. It's like, okay, I take this force and I have to like be here and be this wall and yeah. handle it. You're like in a hurricane. Right. It feels like that. Yeah. And so that compounded with emotions sometimes plus her sensory needs. Like I'm like, I don't know where to begin. And so the willpower where it's translated into yeah, two areas. So one is the picky eating, because especially in the pandemic when we didn't have support and we were trying to do everything at home, like it's just like, oh, I will insist and do whatever I can to just eat these small set of foods. And now I'm like slowly working our way back into eating more and recognizing she can't handle mixed textures and all these things. And like, okay, I have to be patient with where we're at. Yeah. And yeah. it's also the struggle. Honestly, with no but she's fine okay, I get that no, it's it's my stuff that's making this harder fine. so yeah. I mean yes we want them to eat healthier than I do yes we want to make sure that they're getting what they need out of food 100% but it's not the end of the world it's not an emergent situation it doesn't need to rile your blood pressure every day every meal time because that's just going to make it worse especially if she's so stubborn no yeah it's exactly yes thank sure. you thank you so much for somebody who understands this uh, yeah i don't know what to describe journey that we chose <laughs> thank you for being here if you want to learn more about how to take care of yourself along your parenting journey or how you can better support those special needs parents in your life, you can follow me on social media, Lara Kitts on Facebook and at Lara.Kitts on Instagram. And that is spelled L-A-R-A-K-I-T-T-S. I also have a blog on my website that's worth subscribing to. Check it out at LaraKitts.com. Until next time, Take care of yourself.